when you and I look at the circumstances around us and everything looks as if it's just grave, it's dark, as we're never going to get out of the circumstances that we currently are in, then I want you to take heart and to take courage because when we look at history, there are things that we can learn from history so that we do not repeat the mistakes that were made in history. But on the other hand, we can also take from history and apply the things that the, these leaders of old that they have applied to get them to the success where they wanted to be. And that's why it's so important that we be obedient to our purpose. And that will result in astounding victories for you and I and for the people around us. So please, to learn more how we can stand in this time, stay tuned until after the intro and we're going to have a great time together. Welcome to the Rise and Shine show where we help you to become the leader that you were born to be. The show is proudly brought to you by Sunshine Harvest and now let's move on to today's episode. Welcome to today's broadcast. My name is Yanni and I'm so grateful to have you with me again. And today we are in part five in our series, Avoid Making Mistakes by Learning from History. So learning from history, there are certain things that we're not supposed to do because of the examples that's been given to us. But there are also on the other side, the things that we should do and that we should apply and learn from history so that we can really have the results that we, that we want and that we're supposed to have all the time. And today, we're going to really look at how obedience to your purpose results in astounding victories. And I'm going to recap a little bit, but um, we're already in part five, so I cannot cover everything again. So if you haven't followed from uh, part number one, please go back and listen to, the, to these things. There are so many very, very interesting facts and things that you can learn, things to avoid, things to apply to your life so that you can have the results. Because as you know, when we do something, there are results. And whether you do the wrong things, you're going to have wrong results. But when you do the right things in obedience, you will have good results. And this is really important because right from the beginning of mankind, for, for example, when Adam, when he was in the Garden of Eden, when he fell, what that really means, he was in rebellion. So he rebelled against the laws and the word of God that God spoke to him and said to him, I've given you dominion over everything. And he doubted that and he thought, but okay, I can do this stuff on my own because he was um, impacted by lies and so on from the enemy. And that is how we fell. So through rebellion. And today, when Jesus came, he came in obedience to the Father so that he can buy us, purchase us with the, uh, the highest price that, that you can pay for anything, which is with his own blood and with his own life. And through that obedience, he um, helped us to come into that relationship again. So first of all, uh, mankind fell through rebellion. So the only way that you and I can do what we need to do is to be obedient to the one who made us. Because it's like a, a car, for example. You don't go to someone else that made uh, a toy 
uh, watch, for example. You can't go to that person and to, to try to go and find out how your car was manufactured and how you have to fix your car. You just don't do that. It sounds even very silly when I say that, but that's exactly what we sometimes do. We're looking for results and for advice from other sources rather than from the one who made us. And that's why all these things have been written down for us. And uh, like uh, Paul the Apostle says in 1 Corinthians 10 verse 11, he says, Now all these things happen unto them, and he's talking about the Israelites, uh, as warnings for them and examples. Uh, but for us, they were written for our instruction, our admonition. And that is really for our instruction so that we can learn from that and not make the same mistakes. And it's so important to me, the, the fact that you and I really, in obedience, have to lay down our lives before, uh, before God because that's the only way that we can really walk with Him and grasp what He has for us so that we can fulfill our purpose, the purpose that you have been born for. Because you have been born a leader and you must just dig on the inside of you so that you can bring everything out from the inside. There's nothing on the outside. You have received everything on the inside of you, but it's important that you understand that you have to lay down your life. Now, there's a lot of specific things that I can go into, but I'm not going to do that. But it's important that you give your entire life, your body, everything as this um, living sacrifice to God so that He can work through you. And through that, you will prove to yourself how good God is and you will be that, that um, acceptable, the good and the perfect will of God. You will be, uh, begin to understand it. You will be able to grasp that so that you can do exactly what He wants you to do. And that's important. And millions of people are waiting for you exactly what you have because be part of a body. And you are part of this body. So you need to get to the point. If you're not born again, I will share with you uh, later how you can get born again. But in essence, it is just to really surrender your life totally. Basically die of self so that your spirit can get renewed. And then you're beginning to learn. And through the word of God, you start renewing your mind so that you can understand what God wants of you as you lay down your life before him because you need to know the truth and when you know the truth that knowledge of the truth is what will set you free it's not just the truth but the knowledge of the truth because each one of us have a certain uh, grasp on the truth or a certain idea of what truth is but there's only one truth and that truth has even got a name and the, the name of this truth is Jesus Christ the son of the living God when you and I get to know Him, then we really get to tap into the truth because He is the truth. Now, we really looking at this whole uh, history of Gideon. Now, Gideon was a judge in Israel, in ancient Israel. And these things have been written down for us here so that we can learn from them as we saw. So I'm just going to recap quickly. And like I said, there's so much. So I'm just going to really go through it um, very quickly because I'm very excited to get to, to what we really are talking about today, 
which is obedience to your purpose results in astounding victories because we're going to see as we've seen up to now how things didn't really make make sense to Gideon because I mean they were oppressed by a massive enemy a very strong enemy which came in all the time and they destroyed everything that they had they hardly had any food they didn't have any cattle left they didn't have any sheep left they didn't even have donkeys or asses as they also called so they didn't have anything and Gideon was uh, in in the wine press he was um, threshing some some wheat there because he was hiding this this food from the Midianites uh, yeah from the Midianites from the enemy armies because they just came in and they destroyed everything it, it says there they were so many uh, of these people that it was like locusts that they came in and they couldn't even be counted so that's how many there were and this all resulted because they did not know what uh, or they didn't do what God called them to do and what God told them to do this is why I'm, I'm sharing with you how important obedience is because if you're not obedient you're rebellious and it may sound very terrible but it's just so if you do not obey the laws of even of your country it means you are rebellious and rebellion always brings calamity it always brings the bad stuff but when you're obedient there's no fear you don't have to fear anything and that is exactly what happened to 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 the Israelites God said to them do not worship and do not um, go after these gods of the land that you're living in and they did and that opened the door for them and the enemy came in and the enemy oppressed them because basically it tied God's hands and where God could not step in however when they cried to God and they said Lord please what's going on here please forgive us please come and come and help us because we really are really struggling God came and it was only seven years after this started happening when God came and he appeared to Gideon in physical form and he spoke to him and uh, he told Gideon that he was going to use him to set his, his people free. Now you and I, when God comes to you and he says, I want you to do this uh, specific thing, please don't do the same as what Gideon did. And Gideon said, no, no, wait a second, I cannot do this. God uh, said to him um, you mighty man of valor of man of fearless courage and he said no that's not me and then he started questioning God because he didn't understand God's laws at the time because he says why is all this calamity uh, hit us uh, because we've heard from our forefathers you know how how God really brought us out of Egypt through these miracles and everything but you know what God didn't even uh, comment on that God just went on and just spoke to him and he said go in this your might and you shall save Israel from the hand of Midian have I not sent you so God is again he's just emphasizing he says I'm sending you doesn't matter all these things now uh, understandably Gideon didn't know what it meant that God was with him because he didn't see these things and um, when God said that to him Gideon replied again and because, according to me, he had a, a, a poor self-image. And he said, yeah, but how can I do it? How am I going to do it? With what am I going to save my people? Because I'm nothing. 
I'm the uh, one of the poorest in, in this tribe that we are in, and I'm even the least in my father's house. But listen to what God says. He doesn't condemn him for that. He says, surely I will be with you and you shall smite the Midianites as one man. And so it went on and Gideon was really digging into this thing because he wanted to understand that it's really God that is speaking to him. And um, he even said, please just show me that it's really you that is speaking to me. So uh, certain things happened, which you can go and listen to the previous uh, uh, broadcast, but God showed him that he was really the God who Gideon uh, wanted to know that it is the real God that is with him. And then again, Gideon sort of put out like a fleece and he wanted to make sure. And again, God didn't object to that, but God did what Gideon asked him because he wanted Gideon to be sure. But the moment Gideon was sure, he never doubted again. And that is the, the important part as well. And then God gave Gideon specific instructions. And these things happened very quickly. And that is where the prompt obedience comes in. Because this prompt obedience really is your gateway to success. And we looked at that in detail. So you can go back into that as well. So Gideon did what God told him to do. And then Gideon called a whole bunch of people together and eventually, initially there were 32,000 people and God said, no ways, I cannot uh, do this with this amount of people because all they're going to do, they're going to say, yeah, but we got the victory. He says, get rid of some of these people, send the people home who are tired. And uh, 22,000 people went home. So Gideon was only... Uh, left with 10,000 people against an army, which eventually we will see was about 135,000 soldiers. And now Gideon is t left with 10,000 people and God said, no, it's still not good. Because God wants us to understand. He uses you and he uses me, but he wants to get the glory because he wants us to follow his supernatural uh, ideas, these supernatural laws, these spiritual laws, which also impacts the physical realm around us. And that's why God said, no, I'm going to help you to test and to separate these people. And I will show you the people that can go with you and which um, have to go back to, to their homes. And eventually Gideon was left with 300 guys, 300 against the army of 135,000. I mean, those are massive odds. But when God is for us, nothing can be against us. And that is very, very important. Now, that was sort of um, chapter six of, of, of the book of Judges. And we just started here now on chapter seven. And then even God said to Gideon, I want you to be encouraged. And that's what I'm telling you. God always wants you to be encouraged. Because when you are encouraged and you know what you're doing, God's peace sets in. And then you can think straight and you can do the things that God tells you to do. Then you don't want to do everything out of, your, out of your own self anymore. And God said to Gideon, you must go down to the enemy camp. Now, even here, you can see, I mean, here's a massive army. And God said to Gideon, go down. But if you, if you fear, if you're fearful and you're afraid, take one of your servants with you. And God gave him a specific servant to go with him. And Gideon went down 
And here was one of the Midianite, the enemy soldiers, that was, uh, had a dream. And he was telling this dream to his buddy. And he said, this little barley loaf came and it tumbled down and it hit one of our tents. And when it hit the tent, the tent went down, basically belly up. And listen to what his friend says. He basically prophesies. And that's why they must have known who Gideon is. And I want everyone around you to know who you are because you are the leader that God called you to be. So stand up in what God has called you to do because God purposed this for you even before you were born, even before you were formed in your mother's womb. And so when these, um, this soldier, when he gave the uh, uh, explanation of what this dream meant, he said, this is no other but the sword of Gideon, a man, the son of Joash, a man of Israel. Into his hand God has given Midian and all the host. This is in chapter 7 verse 14. And when Gideon heard this, uh, and this interpretation of the dream, he worshipped and he returned to camp and to um, uh, his, his own people, those 300 men, he went back to them and he said, Arise, for God has given into your hand the host of Midian. And that same night, as we will see now, and this is really where we're getting in today's uh, uh, message, and this is where Gideon, where he was encouraged, and that same night he said to the guys, Come on, get up, we're going to take the enemy right now that's how pumped he was because God showed him through the enemy camp that he was already given just like God said I have given them into your hand and here they say this is this Gideon guy he's gonna whack us and um, so this is where we are so in um, Judges 7 verse 16 Gideon uh, like we said saw just there in verse 15 uh, when Gideon heard the telling of the dream and it's into interpretation he worshipped God and returned to the camp of Israel and said arise for the Lord has given into your hand the host of Midian and look what Gideon even does here he empowers his people he says he encourages them he says God has given into your hand the enemy host so he didn't just take it on himself he said I'm the man and this and they said no God has given it into your hand and that's what a true leader does he brings out uh, he or she brings out the best in the other people, in the people that they are leading, that are looking at them for results and for guidance. And uh, so in verse 16, Gideon divided this, these 300 men into three companies. Now, just again, I just want you to get the picture, how ridiculous in a way this really is. Because here's a, an army of 135,000 people. They've got loads of camels it says yeah the, the camels couldn't even be counted they've got cattle with them their tents are all over the show and they are just hanging around there and he has 300 guys and now Gideon even divides these 300 guys he divides them up into three um, sections of of a hundred people uh, each and listen to what he gives them he gives them trumpets he gives them empty pitchers and he gives them a torch. It, and if you know what a torch is in the, in the old terms, it was basically like a, uh, something that flames it, that gave light. And that he gave to the, these guys. He didn't give them swords. 
and their hands were full anyhow because now with these things they've got a trumpet in the one hand they've got this pitcher with the torches in the other hand so they couldn't even even if they had swords they might have had swords with them but even if they had swords that was um, tied to their waist then they couldn't use it because their hands were were full of the the, the the weapons, call it then the weapons that Gideon gave them, because this is what God said to them. And um, it, it's so utterly ridiculous in a way when we look at this, but it always says God's ways are not our ways, but his ways are higher than our ways. But you know, many people say, yeah, but that's not so cool. We, we nothing, but that's not really what, what God is saying there. He says, come up to my level, come into the spirit so that you can hear what I have to say so that my words can be your words and the doings that I want to do so that you can take part in it and have the success through me that helping you. That's really what God is saying here. And um, let's go back to Gideon. Verse 18, Judges 7. It says when Gideon is instructing the, the, his men now, what he wants them to do and that's very important you need to know what to do you need to tell your people what they need to do they're looking up at you as the leader tell them what to do so here again as we learn from victory uh, from from history here that um, Gideon gave specific instructions he wasn't okay guys you go and when you get there you know you just decide what you're going to do no he gave them his specific instructions because if you do not have that in specific instructions, basically giving these guys exactly the same picture, the same vision that he has for this victory that God has given into his heart, he has to communicate that with them. And that's exactly what he's doing here. When I blow the trumpet, I and all who are with me. So Gideon is saying, I'm going to blow the trumpet and then all the, uh, the guys, the other uh, the hundred guys that are with me, they're also going to blow their trumpet. Then you blow the trumpets also on every side of all the camp and shout for the Lord and for Gideon. So Gideon took these uh, three uh, groups and he sent them away. The other two, he sent them away so that they can basically, now listen, surround the enemy camp. Now how do you surround an enemy of 135,000 people. I have never seen so many people together. I don't know whether you have, but it must be a lot of people. It must be a lot of people. Um, because I've seen in, in sports stadiums, I've seen many, many people, uh, 30, 40,000 people in sports stadiums. That I've seen. But 100,000 or 135,000 people, that's a lot of people. I've never seen that. But anyhow, so now Gideon is telling them we're going to surround the camp on every side of the camp you're going to you're going to go and when you hear me blow the trumpet because obviously they would not be able to see him it's in the night time and um, as we will see now so they they have to go on the sound of the trumpet that is blowing and you must just remember when when the trumpet is was blown in Israel it it could have different meanings but one of the meanings is to call the people up for war but also to proclaim the the victory and they say it was a it was a uh, an incredible sound when that 
uh, trumpet, those shofars, when they were blown and lots of them were blown, it was, a, it was almost like a, uh, a sound of total destruction to the enemy. And we will see what happens through this as well. And they also had to shout for the Lord and for Gideon. So this is God's victory. When you lay down your life and you allow God to be your, your only source, that uh, your whole purpose is, is to do what He wants you to do as you lay down before Him, basically dead to self, and you are a living sacrifice. So you don't do the stuff that you think is good. You do the stuff that God wants you to do. That's when we will see these results and God will be glorified through this as well. Verse 19. So Gideon and the hundred men who were with him came to the outskirts of the camp at the beginning of the middle watch. Now this is important. This is in the, in the middle of the night. So the middle watch was uh, most probably between midnight and three o'clock in the morning. So this is really in the, in the middle of the night when they went out. And uh, it was just after the gods been changed. So Gideon knew exactly when to do it, how to do it. So he knew just the moment after the gods have been uh, changed, that is the time that um, he decided and that he knew it's time to, to go over on to, um, into the attack. And at this time, when, when they got there, they blew the trumpets, they smashed the pitchers, that were in their hands. So this is what they did. They, they um, took these pictures and they smashed it. And that must have even been a terrible sound. So not only the, the trumpets, and here comes the sound of these, these um, clay pots that are just being broken and in the middle of the night. And what happened, all three of these companies did that. So the, the other two groups they did exactly the same, just as, as Gideon uh, commanded them and instructed them. And they blew the trumpets the same and they shattered the pitchers and they were holding these torches in their left hands and in their right hands, the trumpets to blow. And remember what I said, this um, basically left them to no chance to use their swords. They couldn't use their swords even if they had had them. And again, I'm sure they, they did. And they also cried, the sword of the Lord and for Gideon. And verse 21, this, they stood, so these 300 guys, they stood every man in his place around the camp. And all the Midianite army ran. They cried out and fled. Now, you and I may think, but how can this be? These guys are such a massive army. But I'm telling you, that news that that man basically prophesied when he said, this Gideon, God has given us into his hand. That story must have spread throughout that Midianite camp and they must have feared that something is going to happen. But however God did it, I cannot explain that to you, but however God did this, these guys, they ran. When they heard the sound, they ran. They didn't know what was happening. It was in the middle of the night, but they knew something was up and they ran. They didn't know it was only 300 guys that were surrounding them, surrounding them in quotes, but that's what, what Gideon did. And then verse 22, when Gideon's men blew the 300 trumpets, 
the Lord set every Midianite sword against his comrade and against all the army. And the army fled as far as Bethshetta towards Zereha, as far as the border of Abel Mehola by Tabath. Now, here is the, what the, gave them the victory. God set the sword of every enemy soldier against themselves. So these guys started fighting themselves because they ran. Remember, there could have been lights in the, the enemy camp, but mostly it was just dark. So as these guys were running around like crazy, uh, they, they just started fighting and they started fighting each other. And now look at God's wisdom even yet. 300 guys, because God said, I am going to get the victory from this. I'm not going to allow your people to say, but you got the victory because of the numbers that you have, because of the strength that you have. So God put these uh, enemy armies, these soldiers against each other. So they must have thought, okay, but this is these guys that they see running, this must be the, the, the Israelite army that's coming against them. Because they might have not even be able to see them because it's right in the middle of the night. Verse 23, And the men of Israel were called together out of Naphtali and Asher and all Manasseh, and they pursued Midian. Now here it's important. I think I mentioned that before, but when you go and look, prior to chapter 6, before Gideon uh, came on the scene and God spoke to him that God wants him to, to set his people free with two of the previous judges, uh, Deborah and Barak. They also called the, some of the tribes of Israel. And there were only a few tribes that really came and fought with them as if their lives were at stake. But some of the other tribes... They didn't come to help them. They basically sit, sat on their laurels and they were checking what's going to happen. Should we go or shouldn't we go? And now these um, tribes that Gideon called, these were the tribes that helped Barak and Deborah previously. So these were people that were dedicated. They wanted to do what God wanted them to do. And they gave everything that they had to come and help Gideon. And another important thing is here. Gideon didn't try to uh, run after or to, to um, uh, pursue the, the enemy army just with these 300 men. Now God already gave them the victory. And then Gideon was allowed to call everybody in to come and pursue the, the enemy and to chase them down and to rout them and to destroy them. So you as a leader, you will be in a position where you can tell the people, this is what God wants. And then you can call the people together and they can, with you, they can go out and they can bring in uh, the total victory. And they can even then afterwards, they can bring in the spoil that, uh, that they get from the enemy. But it's so important to see how every person has a part to play. And then also, this is a very important um, thing that we're going to look at here now. And this is in verse 24. And Gideon sent messengers throughout all the hill country of Ephraim saying, now this is another tribe that uh, Gideon is calling up here. He, say, he says to them, 
come down against the enemy, against the Midianites, and take all the intervening fords as far as Bethbara and also the Jordan. Now, what is Gideon doing here? Gideon is telling them here, go and take all the, the, the places, the fords where there's water. Go and occupy those areas. Now, why do you think this is? When I sat and I med meditated on this, I realized that Gideon sent uh, and called up his own people, his own, the, some of the Israelites, to go and to um, uh, basically guard these uh, water holes, these places where there's, where there's water, to go and guard those places so that this enemy army couldn't go there, get revived, turn around and then come at them. Because as you know, in, in, in the Middle East, those countries, it's very dry and water is, is of essence. And it, I mean, not even if you're in the desert, anywhere where you are, water is really of the essence. And if you do not have water, then you're a little bit stuck. And so Gideon knew this. So that's why he called these, the, this tribe that were in the hill country and he, he um, called them to go and guard and to protect the, the, the water so that the enemy cannot get there and then turn back at them and start fighting against them. So this is so incredible to see the strategy that's applied here. And when you and I work with God, then he will show us the strategies. He will give us the, the wisdom and the insight to set specific strategies so that we can be uh, successful in, in pursuit of everything that, that we do. And so let's go on. And this is uh, part B of um, verse 24 of chapter 7 of Judges. So all the men of Ephraim were gathered together and took all the fords as far as Bethbara and also the Jordan. Now listen what happened then. Not Gideon's guys, these guys that he just called up to go and take the forts to go and guard the water. And the men of Ephraim took the two princes of Midian, Oreb and Zeb, and they slew Oreb at the rock of Oreb, and they slew Zeb uh, at the winepress of Zeb, and pursued Midian, and they brought the heads of Oreb and Zeb to Gideon beyond the Jordan. Now what happened here? Gideon was obedient to God. Gideon told uh, the people they need to go up and fight against the enemy. God said, no, we cannot do that. There's way too many people. Gideon was obedient. He didn't say, no, wait a second, God. What do you think you're doing? I know better. I mean, look at this massive army. Gideon didn't do that. He didn't question that. He said, okay, these guys who, and he did exactly what God told him to do. He said, who are afraid? you can go home. And the majority of the people went home. And then God further sifted the people, only these 300 guys. But eventually, all these people were, were, were called back and said, come on, now it's your turn. Now you can take part. Now you can be part of the victory. Come on, come and help us so that you can run after these guys and now you can destroy them. Now we need the, 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 the men on the ground. Now we need... The, the numbers so that we can go out and then destroy these people. And what's interesting here, this um, uh, guys of the tribe of Ephraim, they took the two leaders, the two princes of the enemy, Oreb 
and Zeb. And what's interesting also, what they did, they took these two princes, these two leaders, Oreb for example, they slew him at the rock of Oreb. So it's almost they took him back to his own place, to, in his own territory. That's where they, where they hit him and that's where they destroyed him. And the same with the other guy, um, Zeb. And Zeb was, was, um, was slew at the winepress of Zeb. So also in his own place, on his own turf, he was destroyed. And that to me is really significant that you and I, we have to um, deal with the enemy on his own turf. We have to destroy all his works, everything, all this crap that is coming against us in these times where we are. It's nonsense that we have to be subjected to all these tyrannical things that are coming against us, all our freedoms are being taken away. And this is really what you and I have to know. We don't have to go and fight in the physical necessarily as these guys, but there are things that you as a leader and I as a leader, we have to do in this time, in the physical. We cannot just sit back there like we've done in the past and just sit and pray. That's not what God is saying. He says, I want you to be involved. You are the ecclesia. You are the ruling body. You are the, uh, the rulers. You have to have dominion over the area where you are. Not over people. Because when you, when you uh, want to control people, you're really controlling people in, in uh, ungodly ways. And that is not what's supposed to be. We are supposed to, to, to serve each other. And that's what politicians are. That's what people that are being put into power. They are servants. That's why people are being called uh, civil servants. They, those people that are in government, they are supposed to serve you and serve others. And this is exactly the, the example that we get from Gideon here. He was serving his people. He didn't say, I did it. He said, no, God has given the enemy into your hand. And then he called everybody together and he said, okay, this is what we're going to do and just go and pursue them. And he didn't even give them uh, any more instructions. He just said, pursue them. Come help us to go and take these guys over. And this is absolutely a true leader. And this is where you and I are. And this is how we can apply these things that we're learning from Gideon right where we are today with all these circumstances that stood up against us. And why did it happen? Because just like um, in, in this, this uh, history of Israel here with Gideon, they did not follow the laws of God. They did uh, exactly opposite of what God said to them, don't do. And that is why they got into the, the trouble that they were. And that is why we in this trouble. It's not because God put it on us. Because God is not evil. God couldn't, can't put sickness on you. God will not put all this nonsense on us. But when you and I do not do what we're supposed to do, what we called for, that's when we open ourselves and the results is then what we're seeing here. And this is not what we want and this is what not what it should be. And that's why being obedient to your purpose will result in astounding victories, just like we saw in the life of Gideon here. And so please take courage on that. And I'd really trust that you got something from this message today. Please go back to, to uh, parts one through four. Go and listen to these messages and 
share these messages with with someone else please because we need to stand up we need to take our rightful place the place where god called us for because there are millions of people that are sitting they don't know what to do they may be waiting just for you to rise up and do what god called you to do so that all this stuff can be turned around to the glory of god so that we can have peace in our land and as we will see even in 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 the following episodes and the broadcast we will see how the peace came after this enemy was totally destroyed and that is really what god has for you that he has for me so thank you for listening please share this message and if you uh, feel in your heart that you want to help me to take this message out please go to my website sunshineharvest.com i've got the the link in the description below this uh, this message and please help me go and donate there so that you can help me to get this message out so that we can get the people to rise up with us so that we can take the territory that's been taken away from us by us not doing what we were supposed to do. Thank you so much. You have an awesome day and I'm looking forward to chatting with you in tomorrow's broadcast. Thank you so much for tuning into the Rise and Shine show today. Please hit that subscribe button and share this podcast with your friends and family. I'm looking forward to seeing you in the next episode.